0: You only get out the game what you put into it, Mm Shirley. And I put everything into it I could, and still do, for the people and for the people that I was playing for and the people that I was manager for. I didn't cheat them out of anything. So I put all my heart and soul to the extent that my family suffered. Do you regret that at all? Yeah, I I regret it very much, yeah. Somebody said the football's a matter of life and death to you. I said, listen, it's more important than that. You
1: are listening to Man Marking, the podcast that uses football as a vehicle to encourage men to become more comfortable talking about their mental health. Welcome to the Friday Football Show. My name is Dan Reed. Today is Friday, the eighth of October, and I'm joined by my two pals, Anthony Olsen, and coming out of his cage, and he's doing just fine. It's Ryan Pulford. How the fuck are you? So. Do you want to so, um, do you want to tell the listeners where you were the other night? And what you were doing.
0: Can I, can I just introduce this? This is my favourite thing of the week. <laughs> yeah, of course you can. Yeah, so Ryan's going to tell but, thi- but this is my favourite thing of the week.
1: I think we should. What we should caveat it with is um, we got a message in our WhatsApp group on Wednesday <laughs> evening.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, and what did that message say, And?
0: <laughs> it said something along the lines of. <laughs> I've just had to sing in front of seven hundred people.
1: <laughs> it was the best thing ever. I'm buzzing. <laughs> Is that what I what saying <laughs> Yeah. And then we got a um. Then we got a video in the group, which was confusingly forwarded by you. Yeah,
0: because you sent it to a different group. Yeah, yeah,
1: right. Definitely okay. was sober, like. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ryan, where were you on Wednesday night? With uh, Bongo's Bingo you in Albert Hall in Manchester. Is that yeah. where it was? I couldn't yeah, work out where was. it
2: was. Yeah. And um, I won a karaoke machine. And part of that process had me up on stage. And if anyone doesn't know me, I, I'm, I'm a quite a shy person. Like when we do our little warm-up gig for this show, you two often do impressions. I just won't even get involved. So for me was warm quite up. <laughs> the way you said warm <laughs> up gig. <laughs> it's though like we do you know, we do
1: like we do like smaller venues before we go on our whale tour. <laughs> Try out the content. Hey, imagine how few people would turn up if we did a whale tour. <laughs> Just our friends and family. <laughs> they, mate, Not even they would turn up. <laughs> My mum would be there. She loves to. She'd be there every episode. Every show. Every show, mate. She'd have one of them tour jackets on with all the dates down the back of it. Aberdeen YMCA, 13th of August. Pontons in Southport.
2: Go on, mate. Sorry. Um, so, oh, that's just Rachel's dad telling me he's watched the video. Um, So, yeah, I, I had to... Basically, I shout to bingo. Thought I'd just be able to get me karaoke machine, carry on with my night. Yeah. They made me go on stage... Adele comes blaring on, I'm thinking, that's fine, I'll just mime it, get, get it over with and I'm can't, done. Can't do the high notes. Couldn't do any of the notes. No. Low, Can I leave it? Won't and yeah. L- L- behold, I turn around thinking, it's all done and over with and I get a microphone and think, you're not going anywhere. I son. think you've underplayed your it's entrance calliope. at this point. <laughs> yeah, I was actually blowing kisses by the end, it <laughs> definitely <laughs> went straight to me head, I was bowing <laughs> and everything.
1: um. Signing autographs. That's it. Did you mention the podcast? Wow, I've got your, I've got your attention. <laughs> you should just start going, Where's the talking last?
0: <laughs> can 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 we put it on Twitter? Come on. It is amazing. Uh,
1: I suppose we. It is very, I mean, didn't very Bongos funny. Bingo put it on their Instagram? Yeah, yeah.
0: so it's fine. Yeah. He doesn't have a choice. They have got, they've and got and slightly
2: added, more followers than added us. The killers, as if <laughs> they were going to respond <laughs> to me, butchering <laughs> their most famous song. You're probably going to get sued by them now for like damage of intellectual do you know property. No, I can see why this thing goes to people's head. We just
1: want to live a normal the life, energy, don't you? Energy crew, <laughs> is born, isn't
2: it ready to go again?
1: as it? Has um, it? Kind of. You know, you've been. Doing the piano lessons recently. Yeah. Now this. Yeah. What's next for you? Well, I'm thinking the three of us, we could probably
2: put something together. I'm thinking Ooh. Man Mark and Band.
1: Yeah, that to Pod, be fair.
2: Bob's actually got a decent voice. He's got a lovely voice. Oh, Smooth You've like silk. You've got That's... a range of noises <laughs> 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 you, you can do, and I'm just going to bring pure vibes and energy. You're going to be like Bez.
1: Although yeah. I could, no, you, I could be looks, better. You I, you I look actually like look Bez. a bit like Bez. So yeah. I could bring that energy. So,
2: yeah, that that was my Wednesday. I, I think I was a bit scatty in describing that. But
0: it was my favourite thing of the week, and the still of you giving it the big one to the crowd is our <laughs> WhatsApp picture. Yeah,
1: it's <laughs> phenomenal. Like, it genuinely is phenomenal. Someone
0: said to me today, I
2: walked in work, and you were like, why was the confetti like you won the X Factor? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. It just started coming
1: down. I was loving it. started doing like, pirouetting on the stage. <laughs> you just look so natural in that environment. Yeah. It was... a." Uh, it was beautiful. See, it felt like the uh, you know the, the the sort of the apex of of eighteen months of hard work podcasting and then you know finally getting the recognition that you deserve, right? I think so. I think it's the apex of twenty nine <laughs> years of your life on the planet. To be honest with you, It's all downhill for me. Yeah, and uh, Rachel, if you're listening, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I don't need to ask you what your favorite thing was of the week.
0: Well, actually, I do have another one. If you want a football one, nah, the Northern on Ireland Premier League is huh? fucking fantastic. Okay. Wow. Oh, they just smash into each other. Astra Turf pitches, Oof. cuts and grazes everywhere. I was okay. watching a game, I think it was Crusaders against Coleraine on Monday. And it was a bit of aggie up front. Big lad up top. Just barging centre, half, oh, left, right, yeah, and yeah, centre. Yeah. Is you this just, like, Jeff know, Hughes playing that league for one? He does, yeah. Robbie Weir was playing for Crusaders. Robbie that was a bit Weir. of a blast of a pass. Nice. Past, like former Tramier defensive midfielder, apparently.
1: Mm. That's what, that's what the commentator box. said. Ada said he was a 10 before a 6.
0: Yeah don't know what's happened but um, yeah it was very good very enjoyable nice I'd love to see it again on a Monday night good
1: it's yeah. not going to be on because
0: no put. it is they do show but they show up more than League 2 well,
1: it's not hard is it because it's never on <laughs> The 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 see there's this, this this is something that annoys me actually about um, Quest for example hmm. now I love Quest I love Colin Murray's coverage on Quest and but I find it's a two hour programme you get an hour on the championship you get like 40 minutes on League 1 and then they just cram, like, multitudes of get League Two games into like the quickest. Like you are and you miss it. You go, I'll just make a. cup. There's no point. Don't make a cup of tea. You'll still be off by the time it's finished. Mm. And uh, the, the, the um, Sky Bet EFL coverage that they do, and they'll go, uh, oh, and it's the EFL coverage, and they'll show will highlight it's all highlights, all the just Championship. Cha- yeah, it's
0: just the Championship. Embarrassed of us? Well, that's why we need to move to the, the Northern Ireland Premier League. Get yeah more, but that will sully their good name More coverage I mean you can get away with all sorts There's been
1: problems with English people going over to Ireland in the past And I don't really feel as though we should put ourselves on that long list
0: Right anyway The good, we, pe- the good people of on? Ireland have Come had on. enough of
1: our shit don't need us going over there Come on what, did, on what didn't you like this week?
0: Uh, what didn't I like? Um, nothing I enjoyed everything You enjoyed everything Genuinely <laughs> this week? enjoyed everything Oh? Mm, a little bit Okay Yeah is that Gen- it? Genuinely enjoyed everything, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Positive, like it. Yeah. Got to get up for it in a week like this. Darkness <sighs> get up, setting get up, in. Get up, Got to be happy.
1: Get up. You're not going to like any of my answers. Oh, God. Uh, Ryan, what yeah. did... Um, I'm going to go with you for the negative then. What didn't you like this week? Um, so, I picked
2: EFL competition and under-21 teams. I appreciate that's not a one-week
1: situation. Yeah, do but, explain this, because but, we, we touched we touched on <clears throat> Pepe, Pepe Guardio, didn't we? chiming in on yeah, this the other week I
2: was just looking at it and I was going through the results and I think out of all the under 21 teams only wanted one which was Aston Villa who a lot of their young lads have played in the league cup yeah. in the, even in the Premier League some of them doing quite well producing some good players then I looked at like the tables and I think apart from City and Man United and Villa most of them are already out bottom yeah. of the table conceded like nine goals and I'm thinking piled in what's this benefit in? it's called the Football League trophy and you've just pushed all these under-21 players in and then put restrictions on how many players Football League clubs can change because yeah. you've basically said it's imperative
1: that... Did they get a proper test.
2: Yeah, so you've just took and taken a competition and made it about them. And I know this isn't a new argument, but I was just watching it this week thinking, I think Bolton had put four past Liverpool and Akron's and Stanley put... It might have been Leicester. I think they have four or five goals up. But I was looking at it going what's the point in this?
1: Yeah, shit, in it?
2: Like, you're encouraging cl- play, uh, these teams to hoard these young lads yeah.
1: because they've now got a competition that some men's football, and I just think... Well, it's all right, because they don't need to now, because they've now got all these, they've now got all the old players to play for their academies. They can just use them instead, can't they? Well, maybe, yeah. La- yeah what was his name? Ollie Lancashire, we were talking yeah. about the yeah. other there's week. There's a few, yeah. of, them. There's a few need, of them. Don't need to Papa John's anymore, sod them. There's, yeah. a
0: f- there's a few of them. I mean, it does need to be said that competition was dying yeah. as well, and it still is. But the, I don't think what they've done has helped at all. But it's if it, still if it, di- it, it, it was dying anyway. It
1: was dying. We'll just get rid of it. But yeah. not, nobody and nobody. We don't want to play those games. Someone made a suggestion. Well, we, I mean, we
0: we won it before. Like yeah, we did like,
1: back in the day. But like, lots of things happened back in the day. The thing is,
2: though, I don't mind. Previously, when it was say the LDV vans and there was no under twenty one teams. No one really attended them, but no one was against them. They just thought, Don't get it on my season ticket, I'm not going until like maybe the semi final. But now people generally go, I'm never go. even if we get to the final, I won't go. So what's the point in having a competition? You're holding such silver disdain. It's no there's no <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no point. Um, An and I just think again, you just you're just doing it for the big boys, just leave it. Someone suggested when you put national league teams in instead of under twenty ones, I thought, what a great idea and then I thought actually they've got the VARS. And the trophy, you're just going to mess why we, up. Why do What? A, we...
1: What a, if the competition <laughs> is crap and dying, just get rid of it.
2: I suppose what? that's our third competition as well. We've got the League Cup, the FA Cup.
1: And the fucking FL, and the we, FA Cup. And, and play 46 re- games we've in play the league. We've got to play reserve football. And we're not like, can we uh, make some changes for this? Because everyone's fucking... No. And if you do, you're getting fined. But we haven't got any money. Don't care. Fined. How much <laughs> are you going to fine us? The wages of the other team of children. Well, that's more than all our we just don't care yeah. fine why are you going out of business fine <laughs> <laughs> it's the answer to everything yeah, it is um what did you enjoy ryan apart from your sojourn onto stage
2: um i haven't enjoyed it yet but i enjoyed the announcement from a very selfish and personal perspective although now I'm hungover I don't know how much I'm looking forward to it. It's we're doing a bit of an Oktoberfest before a Friday night game. Oh nice. Oh I is know that? yeah. Penton Park under the lights. You've already texted me giddy. The meeting time's getting earlier and earlier. Probably going straight after this podcast at Mate, this race. We're taking the podcast on the road. <laughs> this is our first tour gig. And um yeah, I just it's quite a um quite a sort of historic event isn't? what's that noise?
1: It's a plane. Oh wow. They are like these big um vessels that go in the air never lost um <laughs> yeah it's a
2: thing for tram yeah we're playing on a friday night and this is, is the is? first one for a little while and um uh, you finish work you put your big coat on you have a big pint of and lager are you,
0: are you going big coat oh,
2: this is know. a this is a
1: very crucial discussion because it's
0: hard this because you need the pockets don't you, you can't go over a flimsy coat with no, with no pockets
1: well so so interest. i've got interest in development on this i'd actually. value pockets over over anything else well so i got a big coat last winter well done for this winter Mm -hmm. because last winter obviously we were all locked locked down
0: yeah i didn't need it
1: and also i got it and i thought it was a little bit tight and i thought well by next year i'll have lost the weight put more on (laughs) so it fits me less than it did last year so i was like oh for god's sake so i was thinking i want to buy another big coat and then so i was in this predicament so what i'm going to do is i've got like a rain mac type affair and I'm going to wear it with a hoodie underneath on Friday. And it's like, you know the way FIFA will have trial games for things? This is like my trial game for do I need a new big coat or will the kind of North Face rain mac with hoodie underneath suffice? I think this is a good proving ground and then I'll be able to take it into sort of further tests afterwards. Just go to sauna all day.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Overheat. Just, just water weight and then just get the big coat yeah. on. Yeah. Just fall onto it, wrap yourself in cling film and eat a Mars bar.
1: Water weight to have a good time. Oh, God. Um... Do you want to know what I enjoyed? Uh,
0: Yeah, yeah. go on.
1: Uh, Italy losing to Spain. Get it up, him. Didn't even know it. happened. Get it up, him.
0: Yeah, you were too busy singing. You
1: were too busy on stage, mate. And whilst you were on stage, Italy, the little slugs getting put to the sword. Can
0: I just um, say that the name Gavi is definitely just a football manager regen. He's
1: really good. And he's amazing, isn't he? He's brilliant. He's 17, isn't he? He's played 75 minutes in that game, and that is longer than he's played in any... Professional match for Barcelona or Barcelona B. He did it on his for Spain.
0: Well, maybe <laughs> if he was if he was in the EFL Trophy, he'd have more minutes under as well. He? No, he just get booted See, up in the air by Peter Clark or somebody. I tweeted this the other day. <laughs> get it
2: uh, up him. The Barcelona situation is really good for Spanish football because you got a lot more game time for these lads in that environment. You got, Gavi, uh, Fatty. Pedri alright i sat right here <laughs> the right back uh, missing
1: something over there there's a few of them and I just think Paulo Ferreira No, he's Portuguese isn't he uh, that joke didn't work <laughs> yeah but anyway I was happy that Italy lost because I'm a petty football fan petty get petty it up them and I don't care I feel dirty about it and horrible. It shouldn't be so petty. I should be more grown up But I don't care. Right. When I saw Benucci going off oh, and I male. saw his little sad face and I thought, oh,
0: it's coming to Rome. It isn't anymore, is it? Get in there. Um, right. So you're very aggressive about your happy thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're, you're negative. Oh, obviously. yeah. So is you is going to be fun.
1: You mentioned Jamie Carragher before we started recording. Um, yeah, I did. Uh, Carragher and Neville, both of them, done me head in this week. Mm. There's no Monday Night Football, so there wasn't an opportunity for them to sit on telly and tell us how clever they are. Um, we had Neville doing an interview on the television the other day about Universal Credit. The fella is the face of Rupert Murdoch's most successful product, so he can get in the bin. <laughs> uh, and then we also had Jamie Carragher interviewing Daniel Craig James Bond a symbol of British exceptionalism doing it for Queen and Country well I thought he was Scouse not English so it suits him when it suits him he's happy to sit there and, and go all British on it but when it isn't he's happy to champion the other side of it so he can fuck off as well <laughs> so we're just fucking sick of the pair of them why did you to get off me telly you know we talk about Daniel Craig we talk about Pierce Brosnan <laughs> yeah. Sean Connery 007 Licence to Kill day <laughs> I'm, I just, just, I'm sick. Why is he? I, I like Neville's
2: uh, anti Tory rant on Good Morning Britain. That was very good. Nah, I'm not into it, me Man's an
1: absolute walking hypocrisy.
2: He, yeah, I, I get that, but what he said there was good.
1: Yeah, but it, you see, the problem with me is the thing with Neville is that he is a wolf in sheep's clothing. He's in the hen house, and everyone's like, oh, he's a champion of the people, champion of the people. No, he isn't. He really isn't, and it was the same. And I wrote an article about this about the whole ESL thing. And everyone was like, well, at least Neville's standing up for it. And I was like, "Have you? his team is owned by a billionaire in League Two?
0: Yeah, I think he sacked his manager the day after he... Did he win the, the, the EFL trophy? He did, yeah. And he sacked yeah. his manager the
1: day after Of course after he that, did. So. The man, he's just a he, I just He annoys me. I like them both as pundits. I think they're very good at what they do. But I just wish they'd sod off. Just sod off. I hate who, the way the champions... Right,
2: who, 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 if you could pick any football and duo to a place to move would it be you Tim
1: oh god straight off Thank you. get him in there just chatting us up oh, yeah. natural <laughs> entertainers the two years <clears throat> so yeah so that was kind of they were my things I didn't enjoy didn't enjoy them. Um speaking of international football
0: oh yeah
1: England are playing Andorra they're playing Andorra yep we've got an all female referee team yeah, And Aunt, you wanted to talk about this, because it is a very important and historic moment.
0: It is a very important and historic moment, and it's very good that it's an England yes. game that it's happening in. Because well, we're the
1: biggest and best nation.
0: W- well, Gareth Southgate once said, we are the big show, and we are the big show. Well. Um, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I thought someone was going to back me up with
1: the big show. Singing again. Guy. Ryan was the big show on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. was- singing again. I made a show. You were <laughs> you nope. were like um Sorry, I'm... I'm go I'm, on. Sorry. You can you can hold that thought. I think
0: I think this is just a really really good step forward. Yeah, and it's been a long time coming. there Has been trials in like I say trials. It's ridiculous that isn't it? It's been used in like the super league, super cup final and stuff yeah. like that.
1: And Stephanie Frappar, she's one. on the VAR for this game. Yeah, uh, she's refereed. Uh, European World Cup qualifiers I think, before, but it's the first time a senior England men's game will be refereed by a woman.
0: I just think it's fantastic. It is, yeah. And, and I've enjoyed people in the comments just absolutely foaming at the mouth for <laughs> it. I actually heard like, someone
1: say the other day, "I don't have a problem with women's football, and I don't have a problem with women playing football. I don't have a problem with it." but I just don't think you should have women on men's football coverage. Just shows you how. And, e- and equally, you shouldn't have men on women's coverage. Yeah. I was like, I'll oh, take your caveat and yeah. shove it up your... Do you know what I mean? I was like...
2: what? If-? It's one of them things that people have entrenched in the way of thinking that they don't know why they think it, but it just they just think it. Yeah. It's like it's just been nurtured into them. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. But the only... Um, female lines is it charlotte massey does she just do the line sean, sean massey Sean Massey. Sean massey Ellis. she's absolutely brilliant as well oh, yeah, the yeah. amount of decisions she gets bob on it's just incredible mm. and i just think if you're good it should be about how good you are at the end of the day yeah and hopefully in 10-15 years it's just a bit more mixed because it's the best people for the job
1: yeah well we we had we've had a number of referees on haven't we and i think
0: we had Ali Buchanan. We so.
1: did. We had Ali Buchanan. We had uh, Bobby Madley on. We haven't had any more referees in that, have we? No, I think that was it. Yeah, no, we haven't had any more than that. We are, mm. That is correct. We had
0: someone
2: who
1: was getting into refereeing, but I can't remember who it was. Oh, that's good of us. Yeah, <laughs> check out the feed for more information. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've had referees, and Ali Buchanan. Ali was dead interesting yeah. because we were asking her when we about, you know, must, as, a, as a female, is it more intimidating? And she was kind of saying she feels like she maybe gets more respect because. The fellas, that you referees, and like you know, on a Sunday or a Saturday or whatever it is, won't give air the same abuse they'd give to yeah. a male counterparts. And there, are, there, are, there are two different ways of looking at that. I suppose one side is going, if they're giving you the abuse, then maybe it shows that they they respect not respect you because yeah. they. But you know what I mean? Like they 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 don't see you as anything you other than want just like a the preferential refer- treatment. Exactly. Sort of thing. But I do also think if that's a way for referees to get treated better in the whole, then. Then it's it can only be a positive thing. But yeah, I think as you say, um, the fact that it's England and I, and I think the fact that it's you know it's not the biggest game in a way, but
0: it's still p- a big game. Any England game a big game,
1: um, a huge game. And I think you know, you look it, ten years ago, this probably wouldn't you wouldn't right, be on the radar. It, yeah. So where are we going to be in another ten years? Yeah, exactly, I think that's that's the right thing, isn't it?
0: There's a lot of a lot of young girls and young kids who follow football and they need to find someone in those roles that they can relate to. Absolutely. It's yeah. the same with, with people from different races. Mesut Ozil's trying to help uh, South Asians as well. I think he's helped doing someone in Bradford. I haven't fully read the story. Um, but you've got to find those role models, those people who were they were there yeah. to look at and go, oh, I, I want to do that. I yeah. think
1: one of the big things that's really good about football, and I think for us, I think we may have mentioned it before, but the Wirral is predominantly white British. It's like even compared to the general kind of population of the country britain is uh the 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 whittle is a really high white british population and i suppose for us for a long time probably the only people of any different ethnicities we would have seen playing in tramia shit do you know what i mean i think you look at somebody like ian Goodison, for example Mm. there's a jamaican fellow who was hugely popular on the whittle, and we talked about um mo salah and his influence as, as a muslim in Liverpool and the the rates of, of hate crime going down and stuff like that, and I think football can be a really good breeding ground for, you know, difference in people and, sh- and you know getting the, getting people mixing together and that yeah. type, of, and being exposed to different types of cultures. I think we see that in international football particularly, and this just is an, another kind of part of that.
2: Well, it's it's the most widely adopted sport on the planet, isn't mm. it? By way of different countries, so it should be. Yeah. Because. It's it's on every continent. Yeah. It's the number one sport on most continents. So it should be influenced by a variety of, of cultures yeah. and um uh, ethnicities. One of the things are really good about encouraging more women referees is because I genuinely think there's a there's a shortage of referees mm. which means that most of the people in the top, like we all love Mike Dean, but let's be honest, he's been at the top for twenty years, as has mm. a lot of people, there isn't much competition on these people. And I'm not being disrespectful, but some of these refs in like League Two, National League, yeah. been doing it for like 25 years and never moved up. <laughs>
1: They're not that good. I know. And you, and you <laughs> think if there aren't any female referees in the male game, then you're basically cutting out 50 percent of your potential that, candidates. That's what I'm
2: saying. And it, you can't really get too many referees because. Not that many people want to be one. Yeah. So you should encourage as many people who are interested in it to to, to do it. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I think it's good news.
1: I think as well, the, the, one of the stories that I wanted to, to to bring to the table, which is which is sort of linked in a way, was the story about the uh, NWSL. The games were. Sus- I
0: haven't seen this. Have you not seen this? I've seen. No. It, I've seen. I haven't read it. Sorry, I've well, seen it. I haven't
1: I, read it. What's probably the easiest thing for me to do is to read some of this verbatim. Um, so the headline which was what I sent I sent into the group and I think the headline in, in and of itself speaks volumes for what the issue is and what it kind of represents so the headline from the article that I sent to the group was National Women's Soccer League cannot be viewed as a safe workplace some players say and this was on the back of accusations about uh, a coach called Paul Riley of sexual misconduct which had originally been raised with the league six years ago by one of its one of its member players and he was essentially moved elsewhere basically rather than being prosecuted and then somebody and I can't remember who it was one of the players did a, an interview on the television I think it was on the television and, and it basically because it was such a big news story I think for us as, as British football fans I think we probably don't appreciate how big women's soccer is in America it's it, it's massive and I think for you know we we've talked to people like about people like Me- Megan Rapinoe before, their kind of status as celebrities kind of transcends the sport over there in the same way that male footballers do over here. So someone like David Beckham, for example, you, you kind of think about him less as a footballer and more as a a celebrity. So when this news broke, it was such a big news story that the NWSL cancelled their fixtures for the for the following weekend. Anyway, it was it was it was back on again this week, and. The players from uh, New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC, Washington Spirits.
2: Gotham FC? Yeah. Okay, sorry, carry on.
1: Uh, NC Courage and uh, (laughs) Racing Louisville FC. They stopped playing six minutes into their Wednesday night matchups, linked arms at midfield as the National Women's Soccer League Players Association released a statement saying, no more silence. And it was for one minute in honour of the six years that it took for the women who were involved and all of the other women that are going to co- that are coming forward for them to be heard, basically. And the the, the thing that I thought about it was, because um, I was listening to something on the radio and they were comparing it to the US gymnastics thing, with which there is... I a, was just thinking we, that, we, we, very we, similar. We were yeah. talking about that, weren't we, on, uh, the other week? And there's, there's a Netflix documentary about that, which is definitely worth watching. But the, the other thing that it reminded me of, there is a documentary, and I cannot remember the name off the top of my head, but I will find it, um, which is about paedophiles in the Catholic Church. And it centers on this yeah, one that. guy um, who was a priest. And it's the guy himself who's, who's mm. in this documentary. And essentially, he kept getting... Accusations kept getting made of, of misconduct by him with, with children. And then they'd move him somewhere else. And then it'd happen again and the church would move him somewhere else. They'd just keep moving him. And this was a long time ago before there were like the internet and social media and connectivity and stuff. So he would move somewhere no one would know who he was. So yeah. they wouldn't know of anything that had gone on. So they'd just keep moving it and moving it and hiding it and hiding it. And, and it also reminded me a little bit of the stuff that went on with Barry Bennell as well. And then a lot of the stuff that came out about like Operation Uterine things. And what it was making me think about was, was that do you, th- do you think, like this is kind of my take on it, is that big sport and institutions, they have so much to lose, or at least in their own eyes, they have so much to lose by admitting that these things have happened on their watch, that they feel as though the best course of conduct for them is to ignore it or move it away or hide it and hope that it just never comes out. And I now think that we're almost living in an age where because people feel as though and this is this is only a very, very modern phenomena, mainly since the the Me Too stuff started. Was that people who are, and this is this is almost exclusively women, feel as though they will be publicly supported if they come out against stuff like this, if they, you know, put their name to it, that almost the tide maybe is starting to turn PR wise in that people, these big institutions cannot get away with hiding it, they cannot get away with hoping that they'll just be able to to brush under the carpet. Because I think as we've seen, it's in like every industry. Nobody oh, is exempt yeah. from this. And I, and I think they clearly, like these big institutions, a lot of them are run by the people who've always run them or the family of people who've always run them or friends of friends of friends. The old boys club, that type of thing that we often hear. They're quite an antiquated look, look at it. And the modern, the modern sports fan, for example, we were talking about the, the, the younger fans coming through and seeing people that they admire and that they, they relate to, they just won't stand for it. People won't stand for it anymore, and I, and I, and it's a horrible thing to have to to have got. It's a horrible thing, but I think that it is in some ways positive that we are now at a position where the pace of these stories are happening more and more, getting getting it all out in the open, and going, this problem is systematic. It is huge, and it is bigger than I think anyone was kind of conscious of. And and I just think like it's awful, and, and it's it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because you'll get lots of people who'll be like, "Oh, it's." You know, what used to happen was that people will go, "Oh, look at them over there with what they're doing. Look, look at them. Look, at, look at, glad we haven't got that problem yet." Because I think now people go, "There's no way that's not going on here. There's no way that's not going on everywhere because it's systematic." Uh,
0: yeah, no, I, I think you're completely right. I, I think we did. I talk to you about this the other day in on the podcast. There's just a complete lack of responsibility yeah. from yeah. every single yeah. uh, body. We were talking
1: about <laughs> it with regards to young footballers. At yeah. The football clubs weren't.
0: Um, we? But you know, you look at Azim and Rafiq. There's a Celtic Boys Club um, investigation going on. Yeah, that's just there's, come up, hasn't it, recently? You know, <laughs> our problems with racism. No one wants to take control of that. Even the 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 people who are trying to stand up for it. Let's mm. kick it out they're not really doing enough yeah. they've always been told they're not doing enough there's various different documentaries one with Anton Ferdinand they didn't do enough yeah. um, so you know and then the Simone Biles and the American gymnasts thing I, I said to you the other day that they basically chose this one guy over all these other people Yeah. and, and went for him when they could have saved you know countless bouts of trauma yeah. I imagine and it seems fairly similar it is. It's a. It's an absolute. It's an absolute scourge on the game, like, yeah. and it's a scourge on sport. And it, it happens time and time again. I and think you are completely right. The more people come out about it, the more people do stuff about it. It will change, and it is changing because it's not going away as quick. Mm. And if you look in, it was the the director. I can't remember his name. Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein. To see someone like that go down, yeah, was and
1: so pathetically as well, yeah. The was, whole was, thing but it was, was quite it's it's quite smothered on you. All Kelly last week. It's,
0: yeah, it's quite seismic. <laughs> to be fair, it's it quite big. So there's stuff like that. It is working. I when mean, I absolutely. talk about
1: when I talk about reading things verbatim, I think th- there's things like this. So um, there was one of the one of the people involved, um, Gotham FC midfielder McCall Zebroni. Her quote was, and this is where the headline about it not being viewed as a safe workplace came from. She said, "How do we know that if we turn up to work every day?" That this is not going to happen to us, or that it's not going to happen again, because it did again and again and again, and no one in a position of power or ability stopped it. And then, and and you're just there, and you're going, what? Like, you know, this, like, I talked about the Barry Vanel thing, and you think, okay, well, it was you know the seventies and what, and it was a different time and stuff, and you can't excuse it, but you, you can at least in your head go, it was, it was, it was a long time ago, and and people did think differently then. This happened in like 2015. Like, it wasn't that long ago? And I you think, just think got, there's people in power being told that this is happening, and they do. What kind of person doesn't do ultimate, anything about it?
2: Ultimately, what you've described is abuse of power, and you're right that that doesn't pick and choose what industry it goes on. Everywhere, mm. it's a brilliant film on Fox News Bomb Show with Margot Robbie yeah, about what really went good on bit. there. It's going to happen in every single industry and every single sector. So one thing you can't do is try and go, oh, we're going to eradicate it because it's Mm. empty words because you won't eradicate it. What you need to do is have the ability to not let people have to feel like they can't Mm. come forward with victim guilt, which is a huge thing. People often don't report crimes because they're too scared to. And equally, when they do report them, it gets brushed under the carpet. So what they need to do is make sure the channels are available, one for victims... Two, for people to be safely whistleblow these things happening mm-hmm. without their whole career and lives being destroyed. And and three, making sure the organisations who are ultimately in charge of everyone's welfare are doing enough. And I think that needs to come with maybe a yearly audit or something that, that means, okay, show us what you're doing for racism, show us what you're doing for equality, show us what you're doing for this. Not just release a statement after an incident someone's yeah. racially abused in a World Cup qualifier oh we condemn this we are so, committed just, to yeah, a, a, a abolishing it's, it's racism and what effort, you should yeah. be doing is going actually yeah we'll share all our company
1: emails with you once a year or we'll show you what our policies, yeah. or we'll have an independent well, review of our industry this, this is exactly it and we talked about it before and I don't want to go back to it but we, we spoke about uh, Jeremy Whiston and the fact that there hadn't been any there wasn't any kind of report or investigation nothing had been opened about his death and I think it happens all the time I, I, I think personally it comes down to it, like the people that are in charge are the people that have always been in charge. So how can we have expected any of this to have changed when the same people that are in charge now were basically the same people who have the same perspective on life as they did 50, 60 years ago. And I think we can't expect things to change if the people who are there to impose the change are the people who aren't going to change. And I think that's yeah. what need that's what needs to change. You need people who understand those issues to be in those positions, to be able to drive... The change with this because it's it's people's lives it's people's whole lives are ruined by things like this and these institutions have got the power to be able to do something about it yeah and i think it's 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 incumbent on all of us and particularly when we talk about things to do with with sex crimes and stuff and to do with women and when i've hit as young men in our position you know we've got a responsibility to do everything that we can to make sure that the The tide of change continues to to move in that direction.
0: You only have to look at that Azim Rafiq one, where the ECB were like, "Will you release your report?" (laughs) And then they told them again, "Will you release the report?" Yeah, yeah, don't worry, we'll put a little bit out. No, no, release the whole thing for us, please. So if you can't, if you've got a a body that can't control what's in it, much like we see with the football clubs, the EFL, and the finances. I mean if it's happening financially yeah. as well. Yeah. Like it's just it's absolutely bonkers and you you just laughing at it. it's just a complete lack of responsibility. It's like, oh no, you, you can deal with that.
2: Where they get away with it as well is and this is true to life life goes on and that, that is the issue that yeah. they go with stay up. quiet for long yeah. enough and wait for this to die down, it'll just become a remember when they did that four years ago? And that's that's not enough. Yeah. People don't need to be held responsible for it. And often what these organizations will do is throw one person under the bus and go, yeah. we'll all turn on We here, got rid of the problem we'll now. Here, yeah. So we're all safe getting our big salaries. And I don't even think we need to say it just for women. I think it's for me- it's for everyone, everyone in a position where yeah. they can be abused, they're, just, they're being abused. And the wits and one we spoke to Michael Bennett and he, he said, well, you technically left Man City, so nobody took the responsibility. Mm. And you can kind of look at that and go, you can understand where I also they're coming them, from.
1: Well, I also thought there was an element of that as well that, they would not done anything either, the PFA hadn't done anything either. But what
2: I think about that is if Man City say, Well, we can't confirm we were the reason and equally he wasn't with us when it happened, but you've got that much money. Just go, but we will do a review of it and we'll see what steps we could have taken. And even if we weren't the problem, at least we've now learned from this situation so it hopefully doesn't happen again mm. or we future proof yeah. it and ultimately you just gotta care a bit more, haven't you? Yeah,
1: like, absolutely.
0: I, I, I think for the for the American women's soccer game though, like that's the I mean, the men's game isn't anywhere near as it's, it's popular. Like, but it's nowhere.
1: It's, it's, it's become more popular, but it's, but it's the, nowhere the, near. But women's soccer is massive in the huge. US. It's absolutely huge. I,
0: and for that to happen to that, like that's their pride and joy. Like I, that's a shocker. Like
1: I also think as well, one of the things that's that's been demonstrated is the profile of uh, football fan, soccer fan of women's soccer in the US, are the are the type of people who will make sure that they are giving down the banks for it that they, they keep the pressure on it because they just won't stand for it in in, in the game and i think that's what hopefully th- that that dem- so that demonstration the players stopping the game everyone came into bits they stood in a circle in the middle that that's that 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 visual of solidarity which is really powerful we'll retweet it the, the nwsl's official account tweeted that video out yeah so i think that demonstrates that there is at least some feeling within even within their organization that they know they've they fucked up yeah. that they they know they need to make amends on this they know that they need to sort this out yeah and i think hopefully it it's you know uh, you know it's not going to be the last of these things that we hear but as we say hopefully we're now in a position where these things are rooted out and we we're moving towards a situation where they they they, they stop happening. I'm
2: conscious we've been on this topic for a little while, but really quickly, if you look at the audiences in America there they tend to be a better demographic than in the UK. Like yeah. you, even if you watch the NFL, there's tons of families, there's yeah. loads of women, children, much more, more diverse in it. A lot more diverse and I think as as an audience there will be a kind of well, we need to we need to be better here, whereas yeah. there's a bit of an, an arrogance, especially in, in English football that it is quite a masculine crowd who maybe just don't have them on their agenda of the things
1: to care about I think we think about sport differently in the two countries like as if well you we?
2: if you were sat at a match with all your mates and I'd probably be guilty of it myself and something like that happened mm-hmm. I bet you someone somewhere would make a joke out of awkwardness more than anything mm-hmm. if you sat there with your wife and your daughter you go wow this, this is this, this Change is changes the permanent. perspective doesn't it yeah and I think
1: I think yeah
2: not yeah. much more to say on it
1: really no absolutely that, but, mate absolutely um Moving on to a slightly more cheery topic.
0: Oh, should we have some more morals in football?
1: Ah <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Newcastle United are getting sold to some terrible people. Well, from I, a terrible I, I, person I, 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 to some terrible people. Hang, hang on. Oh hang God, on, here hang he on. goes.
0: The paperwork says. Oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That the Saudi Arabian government aren't involved. Okay, I would... so it's someone else so... who was involved. <laughs> so this is. They might be led by <laughs> Mister Saudi Arabian government. And so this is state this over there, but that's that's wrong, Danny. It's just a nice consortium oh. of people. <laughs> who have bought a little football club, a little one, a little one. You hear that? Yeah, Newcastle fans. Yeah, He's calling you, you a, a little, football, little club. football club in black they're and just white stripes. A little horse.
1: A little horse.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and and they're just gonna have a bit of fun.
1: So this is the funny. This is it's not funny, but this is so Newcastle United's um takeover. Three hundred million pound takeover is believed by some people to be about to go through in the next potentially in the next twenty four hours, after the uh, Saudi Arabian government lifted the ban on being sports in Saudi Arabia, which then satisfied the criteria for the Premier League to allow them to buy Newcastle United because they weren't ripping off the TV rights. Is is more or less what it's down to. Now the thing that you were talking about there Am, was was about um, the Saudi-backed public investment fund, mm. which is the state's sovereign wealth fund. Mm. Which is overseen by Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. They've provided assurances. Now this is the bit this I was I was I was feeling uncomfortable about it. This has comforted me. Exactly. They've provided assurances to the Premier League that the Saudi state would not be involved in the day to day run of Newcastle United. Now, you may be sitting there and going, Who is the Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman? Well, you know, he's uh he's the uh, he's the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Yeah. He's not the, the he he the leader of the state who oversees the fund that is buying Newcastle United. He's not going to have anything
0: to do with it. Yeah, but don't worry about really? it. Don't if you see him CC would to an email. Don't worry. We've loved, we just talked about responsibility, haven't we? And the paper, paperwork says, Danny, they they're not involved, and that's literally what it's come down to yep. the 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 around in the TV deal. And has
1: a football club's purchase ever been? Um, <laughs> I mean, this is so I mean, so drawn out. Well. They're often, I mean they're they're boring drawn out affairs anyway, aren't they? But listen to, we, we just read one headline. Do you want to hear another headline? Ryan, would you like to hear a headline? Yes. And this is about a football club mm. being bought in the northeast of England.
0: I'm I'm ready for this one.
1: Amnesty International urges Premier League to block Saudi back takeover of Newcastle. Yeah. Amnesty International are involved.
0: Yeah, it, it is just This it, is Amnesty
1: International, Jamie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a crazy state it's a crazy state of affairs. I it's, mean, Insane. I it is really hard, I right? will I'll try and give like a, a, a fan kind of view on this. Um <laughs> when you're looking at fourteen years of Mike Ashley, Mike Ashley's a terrible bloke. Terrible, terrible man. I don't care how much you like you, you knock your knock-off. Your big mugs. Your big mugs from Sports Direct. He's an awful fella. Zero hour contracts, terrible working conditions, he's a billionaire. He hasn't done anything for that football club. He might have spent money on players. Yes, I know, whatever, fantastic. I mean, Uses great. it as a big advertising yeah. board for Sports Use, Direct, yeah. doesn't he? Do you remember when he and renamed Flannels, the ground the Sports Direct Arena? Yeah. And Flannels and everyone else that he owns. And it is just horrible. So from a Newcastle fan point of view, they are delighted to get rid of him.
1: of the Newcastle Supporters Association or, you know, whatever the fan-led group is, which is a a big organisation amongst Newcastle fans, are in favour of the takeover.
0: Absolutely. Well, they want him. Despite the
1: human rights atrocities.
0: But this is the thing, isn't it? We've had this conversation quite a lot. So you need to get rid of him. We need to get rid of him for... It isn't. I don't think it's really on the fans, and I'm not because they don't get the choice. I mean, how he's not sold it to anyone else. See, is beyond me. Are, they don't get the choice. There so are t-
1: there are two things involved there, and that I think that, and we've had this. We have had this conversation before. Uh, there are two things involved there. Yes, I agree. It isn't the fans' responsibility who owns the club. However, it is their responsibility how they react to that. And I think the disappointing thing for me it's is that they are a proud old historic football club in this country and they've become a bit of a banter club in the last 10 years or so and that is because of Mike Ashley and because of the way he's kind of I was listening to um, Andy Brassel a journalist on the Football Ramble today talking about Newcastle United and talking about the way that Mike Ashley has sucked the hope out of the club and sucked the life out of it and I think Andy Brassel's a, a Wimbledon fan, so he understands that more than more than anybody. Yeah. And I think for us, ha, we, we've we all commented a lot on how much better Tranmere has been over the last five, six, seven years since Marco Nicola Palli took over. And the main thing that they did was that they said, we give a shit about the thing that you give a shit about. And Mike Ashley treats that club and those people who follow it with contempt, mm-hmm. complete and utter contempt. So I, I agree with you, Ant, that... I, I, it isn't on them to decide who owns their club or not. But the difficulty I have with it is that if I was in their shoes, I would be so disappointed in it all. And so I'd find it really difficult to want to continue engaging with the club who is basically now just being used as a pawn by what is a horrific regime.
0: It's unfair on them though, isn't it? I it think. is unfair it to is put really them in that unfair. position. It's so, massively unfair.
1: Yeah. It is, and I have huge sympathy for them. But again, there are adults you, no, have, no. To, yeah, no. you okay. have to You have to. differentiate those things. And I think when we talk about what we've just spoken about with regards to sexual misconduct within football, it's the same thing. You have to disassociate your affection for your football club, your loyalty for your football club. When it comes down to journalists getting murdered a, a, for criticising a regime, and they're the people who own your football club. It would
2: just come down to they'll just think everyone else is doing it, so will we, at the end of the day.
0: And, and that... And that, that, that my, it's not a good argument, but it mean, It's a terrible
2: uh, argument. It's not well. It's not even an argument. It's more. It's more like a way isn't. of thinking, isn't it? It's but it's justifying. It's justifying. But the don't, position. don't you
1: think that's a really interesting element? Because you know, we talk about tribalism in football, and it's, it, we talked about it a lot. That it's almost as if the the, the regimes that buy these these football clubs, so the, the City and a rumor of Chelsea, you know, the Glazers, it? it's almost as if they know. That football fans will go yeah but yours is worse than ours oh, yeah but the- yours is worse yeah. than ours yeah, yeah but how can you say that you're a Man United fan they got you're- their
0: first they got their first before the Premier League even had a chance to look they got their first mm. and went oh we'll just settle down here spend all our money yeah. spend all our dodgy money and the Premier League aren't going to do anything Newcastle have come a little bit later to the party and gone actually we want one of these and can we have it? And he went, no, no, no. We've all of a sudden got morals. They no, haven't got any morals because of TV. But it, wasn't, the TV any, but it deal. wasn't
1: anything to do with human rights. The human the human rights the record TV doesn't deal. does not appear within the fit and proper persons test for the Premier League. So Amnesty Amnesty International have written their own fit and proper persons test based on some of those things that they would like to see put in there. Like, do you kill journalists? Stick here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, sorry, you can't own Newcastle
2: United. When you kill journalists, how did it make you feel? Good, bad, other. Did you enjoy? It's like, it's a, it's, as you said, it's depressing, isn't it? They they literally were held back from buying it due to the streaming issues, not the human rights. And you go, whoa, 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 you value your product and not people not paying for it above. People's lives, on people's yeah. lives. I mean, she's a, she's a Sunderland fan, isn't she? Amanda Stavely, the one who... Stavely, who yeah. Stavely, and she's the one who did the Man City deal, didn't she? She helped finance and the And she was involved in the, the Liverpool takeover, the takeover as well, over, wasn't yeah. she? They've also, there's a 10% share for the Ruben brothers, who are the second richest family in the UK, 16 billion pounds. So you got them worth 10%. The, um,
1: Amanda Stavely's uh, Holdings, have got 10% and then as well. The, I
0: mean, the Ruben brothers are the petrol guys.
1: They've, I think they've got. Pet, they've got a. Lot Surely they've got a lot on at the moment. Uh, they've got a lot on. But um, maybe Newcastle will sign my fuel eleven.
0: Do, do, do,
2: do oh you know? Do you know the only thing as well with it now? You go.
0: No, everyone's just rich now. So who, like, right. So from a from a fan's point of view, we like obviously we mention Matty, we quite a lot, don't we? Yeah, our yeah, friend yeah, Matty. Okay. And, 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 if you listen them, and we we give him a bit of banter. About, He's a Newcastle fan. Yeah, Newcastle fan. We give him a from bit of will. banter from about the Newcastle. Yeah, and. <laughs> Goes um, every I, week. I I basically asked him. I said, "Look, no, we're going to talk. Week. We're going to talk about it tonight. You know, what are your actual thoughts?" And he actually turned around and said, um, "It's absolutely insane. You know, it is clearly morally wrong. But if the Premier government won't do anything about it, it's very unfair to put the p- supporters in opposition, which is what we've said." Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he actually raised a, a decent question. He said, "Maybe the negativity of Ashley overpowers the thought of who their owners are, yeah. especially fans who can't have a say on." Who their owners are when it comes to making the decision. What's that
1: thing in so it, What's that thing in the Dark Knight where he where Michael Caine says you live long enough to become a no 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 you kiddo. when you push desperate when you push people to the point of desperation they'll turn to a man that they don't understand yeah. which which in that case was was the Joker it's a bit of a stretch metaphor but it's it's the same thing
0: it is it is a weird time for Newcastle though, because I mean nothing's really going to happen until January when they're probably going to try and spend loads of money
1: yeah well one of the people that apparently. Eyeing up is uh, Salah, uh, Killian and Mbappe. They're looking at Salah as well. They're looking the at Sa- here. Well, Liverpool won't meet his wage demands, will they? as um, well. Killian and Mbappe. He's going to Newcastle. Go Killian. Well, he wanted to leave. He's going Madrid. He wanted to he's leave PSG in, in
2: the summer. Did you think this was weird? Yeah, not for Tyneside. No, but <laughs> <laughs> is that the right side? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you got a right,
1: man. Yeah. Um, don't you think it's weird that? That's a, one thing that I find dead funny is when these footballers go off on international duty and they do an interview while they're on the international duty as though nobody else will notice back home. He, he plays for France. That's the where yeah. you play. And he's like, oh, I wanted to leave them, so they wouldn't let me. Yeah. Wouldn't
0: let me go. Yeah, it was a bit weird, though. It was it, really weird. Do you know
1: what
2: Do you know what I find funny now that Newcastle got a lot of money? I mean, how much is gonna like, Scott Dan going to be worth for now? Do you know what I mean like just average players Scott so like, Dan. To, like I'm just thinking the most average player would be worth oh, like so you mean like because 60 million but no like but, Everton yeah. went mad like everyone's Yeah, but the Alex Iwobi was worth 40 million quid exactly so what Newcastle are going to go mad you've been starved by Mike Ashley for years Stop. you've got A Jeff jolt. Hendrick they're on the free
1: they're living in the Jeff Hendrick experience at the moment Steve Bruce is
2: on borrow time if he gets, oh, he's to, gone, if he? He gets to January he's going Who's nuts Bruce Bruce, Bruce. He's gonna,
0: Imagine Bruce with a war
2: chest. <laughs> he's going to go and offer of like the bacon in. Forty million for William Lawrence or So <laughs> get him out of retirement. He's going to go nuts. Noel Hunt, forty million. <laughs> <laughs> Noel Whelan highest paid player in the prem.
1: Um, do you know what would be really good? Despite all of, have all of the previous things I've just said, uh, if Newcastle just got it, Antonio Conte in.
0: Yeah. In January. Yeah.
1: Could, could. He's
2: all about projects, isn't he?
1: <laughs> well, he's all about starting one and tearing it down immediately. Yeah, but he'll win something in
0: the process. It, it, will, be, will, it will be quite nice.
1: Na- some, somehow they'll win the Intertoto Cup. That's <laughs> what they'll win. It
0: will be quite nice to see some Newcastle fans. Do you know you're looking at now, though? You go, a change.
1: Yeah.
2: Maybe, it, will. it genuinely will. Like.
0: Oh, I'd love to see a smile on Matty's face.
2: It'd be yeah. great. You go Man United, Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Spurs, Arsenal, Leicester, Everton, now Newcastle. Have been like, West Ham. Pro West Ham and there, teams like Arsenal are going to have to get used to finishing like 10th all the time.
0: Well, it's going to... Um... Like,
2: it, the landscape is going to just change and uh, you're just going to see more managers sack because historically people go, we're Arsenal, we're Spurs, we should, we should be top four. And you go, you guys just on Mbappe, mate? What, you, <laughs> what you wanna do man? you
1: want to do? about? you have Ben White for 50 mil? It, did, did you... Um, did, not everyone can be good. I thought it was funny with Mbappe, the fact that PSG were like, basically went, what's that, 100 and... 80 million, don't need it. (laughs) I don't know if you've noticed, Killian. money's not really the issue around here. Because he said he was like, I wanted to make sure they had enough money to buy somebody else. Not a problem, mate. Not a problem at all. It's weird. Be like you bringing me a drink while we're out going, trying to make sure you'd had enough to drink. Yeah. And me going... Not really, my concern at this point. That sounds like a nice out with you, anyway. <laughs> oh, that's shaking the glass of ice.
2: <laughs> um, so yeah, there we are. Let's just evil. Let's just turn into an evil game. Let evil people. What do you mean buy. turn into? It's already no, an evil game. Now, it's like the shittest game of monopoly you should ever. all the nice people in football, it's and f- just you should have to. F- if you're nice in the fit and, fit and proper person's test, Get them that's out. how you fail. Yeah, that's what You've it is. Got to be a
1: horrible knobhead test. It's like going, why did he fail? Oh, he's lovely. He He looks after his grandchildren every other weekend. Wanted to build a hub in the community. Get him out. Get him out. Does he sell oil? No, get him out. He actually rescued a baby bird on the way here. (laughs) Fucking pathetic, just stamped on it. Kill it.
0: Um, What do you mean mean he doesn't offset the assets to another another (laughs) consortium (laughs) that doesn't exist in the Cayman Islands?
1: What do you want about? You can't own a football club. How much tax do you pay? Well, that's the amount you're meant to pay. Get out. Get out (laughs) now. Leave. Get out now. It's like Kevin Bridges. Why don't we just invade the Cayman
2: Islands? What are they going to do about it? <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, they just they came and they went, didn't they? So oh. um, I'm going to move us... move us off. every story we've got today is a it's bit horrific, grim, isn't it? It, oh, is, yeah. it is a Should sad. We mix running we're order. To make something up now?
0: This wasn't isn't good either. Can no, we, this can we one, talk about it. it? Yeah, so we, can,
1: we can do. It's not good, but it's important, Ryan. And you 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 put it into the into the group uh, headline. Headlines are big today. Skelmsdale United coach band for standing up to homophobic abuse. Do you want to kind of introduce the story to the listeners?
2: Yeah, I read it about five days ago and I've had a heavy night last night, so if anyone wants to step in if I get anything wrong, but essentially, um, as you just mentioned, coach of Schemmersdale hears some homophobic abuse, gets reported, he ends up reporting it to the referee and they walk off the pitch because they don't think much was done about it. Now, following that, I assume the local FA have got a report to say they refused to play the second half and he got fined and banned for doing that. And the lack of common sense around that decision... It's is bizarre, isn't it? It's, it's just, just
0: pre-season friendly, no?
2: yeah. And you just And he's had All to right. basically go public with it just to get it even moving. And you just go, okay, your process is fine and ban people for cancelling or stopping a game being played. But look at the reason why the game wasn't being <laughs> no, played. No. It wasn't like he wasn't happy with the ref decision. He's going, get off, lads. So he's a knob at this ref. He's literally trying to stick up for one of his players. Now, maybe... There needs to now be some rules around abuse, and the there should maybe only be one measure to take. And if that's the game being stopped, it needs to maybe be done by the official.
3: Yeah,
0: I mean, if that's a kid's game, like and someone. It's be, an under eighteen. No, no. So, oh, is it okay? But if if that's like a, a, a yeah, like know, a under eight un, un, or something, or something like, that, like the yeah, it's quite. Th- it th- it it's, wouldn't be. Wouldn't be the same. It's quite divisive Walk this right
2: topic off. because. Sometimes people accidentally say a word that they've been brought up around which is which is wrongly used and shouldn't be used. But it's been done in a way that's lacked malice that maybe doesn't even have relevance to the person has been said to. Now in that scenario, some people might go, as long as they apologise and understand what they've done wrong, then we all want to play football here. If it's done in a manner that's with malice and intent and the people that are there with the powers that be refused to address it... Then they have every right to go, we don't want to play or we don't feel safe or we're going to stand up for our teammate, and we're not going to play. I think I think a part of the problem you have is there'll be lads on the pitch who aren't involved in the instant direct and go, oh, I just want to play. And it's easy for people to just get on with it yeah. when they shouldn't do. But then the other option of stopping a game and cancelling it is so drastic. There's like almost nothing in between. Yeah. So what the referee really needs to do is get the manager, get the captains and go, this has happened. What do you want to do? You wa- what do you want to do about it? And get the people involved who've either said it or been the recipients of whatever's been said. Because it does happen in football that you just say something like, that's gay or you faggot. The, the common word, they shouldn't be used. And I think people being educated around that. But I think at that point you've got kind of to kind of go, look oh, mate, you've made a mistake there. And we actually saw regret- the only thing
1: I would I think I'd disagree with with the severity with which you're applying particularly the second yeah. word that you use there. What you gotta think about is is that in terms of severity of how serious and how bad a word that is, yeah, ap- equate it to the N word. It's the it's, it's 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 more or less the same thing. Yeah. When I, you look I, at the etym- know, if you look but, yeah. at, if you look at the etymology of the, the the F word, we call it the F word. Yeah. If you look at the etymology of it, it is a horrific way. It is awful what yeah, it what my, it actually means. My, uh... And I think to for and I don't think it's I don't think it's acceptable in twenty twenty one for anybody to be able to sit there and go Oh, I didn't know it was that bad. No, I just don't. I I think think the
2: history of it, though, is more recent that people have got onto that.
1: I think people have. I don't know. I said it when I I was about eight, and my dad went absolutely mental at me. I don't think it was 20 years ago. I don't
2: think people have probably got parents as, as maybe switched on as yours in that situation. I think with the M word, the historical context has probably been that it's been disregarded a lot earlier than some of these words around homophobic slayers. I think yeah, growing up in school yeah. playgrounds, like everyone was like, Oh, you're gay, you're this, you're that even using words like, Oh, you're a funny like I think people are starting to realise more yeah. now. But I if, think, you know, I mean, I think like the timelines are going But I think what people have to. to
1: learn is is that if they say things like that, the consequences of it are we're going to take the things off you that you like. And that's the only way people will learn no, is by are taking you drastic action. But you're also punishing
2: the people who have been abused. And so in that situation, do but you if, go? But if that person you're they're... sent off, you're not playing. Like we saw with Tramith, that referee did it brilliantly at Morecambe.
1: He sent off the player, he didn't punish everyone. Do you see what I mean? But, they did, but there's a different context to the way the game is being. Managed though in a, in terms of a professional football match between Tranmere and Morecambe and a Skelmersdale under 18s match, I think the context is different than the fact that the manager, so the manager, uh, Darren Wildman, mm. who um, I, I've DM'd on, on Twitter, he's going to send us some voice recordings of yeah. give us a bit more context of, of why he did what he did. But clearly the decision has been made. My players don't feel comfortable playing football now, or yeah. one of my players, not only takes one, if one of the players goes, I'm not comfortable playing anymore. You've got two options. One, you sub him off and carry on, at which point you're saying to him, well, if you're not comfortable, we'll just carry on playing. Yeah, I don't think you can do or that. Or the other option is, we stop playing. Now...
0: Well, hang on, hang on. The other option's short. There's another option, isn't there? You take the player who did it No, but the, and you, get him off. No, yeah,
1: but I, the ga- the person who's been abused may go, I'm not comfortable playing now. I don't want to carry on playing. Right, okay, yeah. No, yeah, you, because you, can you, you make that decision. You, or exactly. Make that decision. You, you've got to think about it, in, I suppose, in that context. I just think, unfortunately... It, it, it puts people in such an uncomfortable position because people will go, you get this thing of going, oh, I don't want to spoil it for other people, or oh, I don't want to be a grass, or oh, I don't want to do this. And you're thinking, this is how we, it just cultivates itself, particularly at a young age. And I think th- this is why this is such an important story and why I was, because I was, I'd not seen it until you yeah, put yeah. it in our group, right? And I think it's such an important story because especially when you think of the context of them being 16, 17, 18 year old lads, the fact that they've been playing football, and someone has been hom- uh, homophobically abused, and a manager has gone, no, we're not standing for that. If that happens, it ruins it for everyone. Yeah. We're done. And I, and, think- and I think people have to know that their consequences, their, their actions have consequences on everybody. And I think that's the only way that you'll, it, it's like, because if, if, if it's like a young lad, as you say, and I say, somebody could have said something, and we've all done it when we were younger and not understood the things that we were saying. And if that turns out to go, do you know what, I said this terrible thing, and You know what happened? The whole game got scrapped, and someone would go, "It's oh, a bit over the top." And you, go, you know what? No, it wasn't because it was out of order what I did. Yeah, I suppose there's more than one one school of thought. I saw, I can't even remember who it
2: was. He was saying it, and they were, they were linking it back to racism, and they were saying that's often a case where a player walks off or the game gets abandoned. And obviously, UEFA now have that weird protocol where like you almost get away with it twice, it's like he's three it's goes, it. I know. But what someone's point they were trying to make, and it was someone who'd been a victim. I'll have to find the name. They were saying that. It's really powerful when a game continues and the person's been removed because it's like when the game gets stopped. It's almost like oh, because I'm I am I recognise this. I'm not allowed to play because they've caught me this and the game's been stopped and seen It's very powerful when yeah, it continues yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: in spite of that. But I you think see what I, mean. I think that is powerful in say. A stadium full of fans
2: but do we need consistency from grassroots no because puts? I think the
1: context is different I think the context of a Scelmsdale under 18s match and a professional football match in a stadium full of 30,000 people in the way that you present your actions are different it's a, it's at that point it becomes a symbolic thing of what we're gonna have to demonstrate to everyone involved why this is important and I think I get the the, the sentiment behind yeah. that but I think it, it, it's almost it, it, like I think you're
2: not welcome at football. We're
1: welcome at football.
2: You're not, and that language isn't
1: welcome, so you're being removed from the football. But it's a, but it's a football, different one because... Not removing the football, so that doesn't happen. Because at that point, I think, if you send them off, so that's a red card. And I think retrospective uh, um, punishment as yeah, well yeah. on top of but that. I think, it. But I think if, you, if you're there and you go, that's a red card, you also get a red card for a bad tackle or just also calling someone a prick or something. And so... Then, potentially, contextually, you're looking at that and going, it forms part of the red card punishment. Whereas, I think if you end the game, you go, no, that thing is so bad, what you've done. We physically can't carry on playing here. In the same way that like if there's a really bad injury, you just stop the game. Because you think it's not appropriate for us to continue now.
0: At the moment, the referee wouldn't be able to just end the game, I don't think, would he? I think they can. In the laws. I'm, I'm
1: sure there was a game that the that, that referee imagine... ended the game. Because of some racial abuse, America or something. in America, where
2: um, the manager walked off. Was it Wandon Donovan? He was a manager in the in the states, mm-hmm. wasn't he? And someone
1: said something to his team, and he just said, "We're off. Yeah. We're gone." And that was powerful. And that was that's a, a manager's but, decision, isn't and it? I and I think, think it's al- a always contextual as well, isn't it? it yeah. and, and as you say, it depends on the individual, what mm-hmm. the individual wants to do, and what the individual who's involved feelings are on it.
2: Where people, I think, get confused with this, especially um, when it's homophobic abuse, is. You often get a straight male, make a homophobic reference to a straight male, and then people get really confused and go, oh, but you can't be offended by that because he's straight, but that's not the point because you mm. could say it to anyone. I think where it differentiates from racism is that would never happen. Like You would never make a racial slur, call somebody M-word who was white because it utterly wouldn't make sense. But the problem we have with homophobia, it's so entrenched in our language and it's been accepted for too mm. long that people go but well, he's not he's not gay so it can't be offensive and you go, no, it's still offensive yeah. you can't say it and I think well the that, joke the joke is why
1: the fact that you're using it as an insult is why it's offensive yeah. so me being like saying something going that's proper gay and some and you go that's homophobic and, so, and then yeah. i going but he's not gay so I was a homophobic and you're going because I used the, the fact that being kind of, yeah, gay yeah, is a homophobic yeah, term yeah. I think as we say when we've spoken about it loads of times it's learning about language and how, why mm-hmm. language is so important for us to to kind of be educated on
0: I would say the referees definitely need some more help, though. I mean, like, oh, massively, I, I they're mean, in such how, a difficult what, position. What, what are you meant to do? I give like, you that position there. What, what are you meant to do? Especially I mean, with those players. Because, like because, because, yeah. because, imagine that, some moody
1: parking Bootle yeah. or something. Yeah, no,
0: but because what you say, Dan, is is it is an under 18s game, so it does have a. Li- I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. It does have that little bit more of a, like, this could be a bit educational as mm. well for young lads yeah. playing the game. You have to think young, about it, like young you th- females yeah, playing the game. Same role as like a teacher in school, I suppose, isn't it? Could be, and then. Your, uh, your example there was Trammy versus Morecambe. Mm. It's very easy, just go send them off. It's fine, we'll get rid of them. Yeah. We're not going to win the game because of that. But yeah, it is a bit of a, a difficult and a, it thing, becomes, isn't it?
1: It becomes a big story. And there's no help Football. because just three no.
0: people there who are ref- <laughs> yeah. officiating the game. If,
1: if you're lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Morecambe footballer sent off for homophobic abuse is a much bigger story than Skelmsdale under 18 player sent off of homophobic put abuse. It, but then Skelmsdale team it walks off. about it? No, but, but they, no, but we're talking about it because they walked off. No, That's what I, I mean. What
2: I mean is, no matter the level,
1: it, it's a story because it should
2: be. And I think but it, if but it it's wo- fun. But, th- but I
1: think it probably wouldn't be had he not that the manager Dan and not taken the action that he did because of the severity of no. We're just not playing.
2: Well, part if, if of the, you part think of it's acceptable to leave like that, we're, not, we're not, not. playing.
1: While it's got so much traction is
2: because of the ridiculous response from it's the, the banal it? FA. It's, it's absolutely it doesn't ridiculous. surprise
1: me that though. they're so out of touch. It's but ridiculous. I feel
2: like if there's if if there's fans abusing players, then a hundred percent stop the game because it's not a safe environment. I I don't I can't say what what there isn't one right way of dealing with this, and I can't say I know what that is. But when it's a player, I just feel like you are not welcome at football. You are not welcome at football. You're being removed, and the the game and what people are enjoying up until what you did. But we will know continue. it isn't that straightforward. No, and it isn't. Like
1: we've all it played in football yeah. matches and been threatened on the pitch, and like everyone loved me, and and. But, like, we we played against someone playing on a five on a Monday night, five-a-side, and someone threatened to stab us once. And part of it was like, all right, he's probably a black. But at the same time, it ruined the whole evening for me. I was I, like, I don't want to... got worry.
2: racially I, abused playing football. You did? you did? And you did? I got sent off for my
3: reaction. <laughs> you did?
2: <laughs> I got removed. But it's, put that as Pop said, um, so th- these people are... Want- often at that level getting £20 and on not even and it's very intimidating to watch and what are, they, what are they meant to do when yeah. everyone's going so mad and I think was it the, was it Merseyside FA or Liverpool FA was involved in that game. yeah. they, yeah, they yeah. did the ban and you just go oh, it's, just, it's not,
1: having dealt with local FAs when we used to manage a grassroots kids football team it doesn't surprise me they're just so out of touch it's ridiculous and lots of the stuff that they do is just punitive and it's like well that's what it says in the guidelines so that's what <laughs> we're doing and you're like you do realise how ridiculous this is. You'd have thought somebody had gone. imagine the person processing that paperwork, and someone had gone. You know that. You know that. You know that document you asked me to scan. Yeah, I'd like you to just think about it again before we send it out. Just, just one more time, thinking over oh, what's wrong with it. Probably going to end up on Sky Sports. That's probably <laughs> what's going to. It's not going to look good for us. This. Do you know yeah. what I mean? You just think, even from that perspective. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Should we have some more referee chat? Yeah. Oh. Speaking of
1: speaking of speaking of ridiculousness, like mad on-field behaviour. Um, Brazilian footballer charged with attempted murder. Yeah. Have you seen the footage? Yeah, it's horrendous. It's knocked him unconscious. I know. Yeah. I'm not
2: surprised. Do you know what? I've been thinking about this We but To talk. give the context for, mo- for people, anyone mo- who hasn't seen it. Most of our footy chat while serious is laced with a bit of satire and I feel like none of the topics tonight we've really been able to put a bit of satire in it, and we can't even end with any No, because essentially this Brazilian footballer has thought they should have a foul given and has proceeded to kick the referee to the floor and then while on the floor kick him in the head unconscious and now be charged with attempted murder
1: so it's a William Ribeiro, William
2: Ribeiro yeah. um, my first thought is one why are Brazilians so aggy South they American, so
1: aggy. South American football is aggy, but like it's it, one of the reasons why people half like it.
2: Put it into context, doesn't it? When we're talking, like we always talk about, oh, this referee was shit. Talking, remember we were talking. We had a we had a, a long segment on Alan Judge. Was it Alan Judge? When yeah, it Ed, was Declan Drysdale Declan and Alan Drysdale. Judge going head yeah. to head.
1: Which is funny because Drysdale's about a foot and a half bigger than Alan Judge,
2: and now we're looking at it going,
1: who are we to judge? This
2: referee literally nearly lost his life because he didn't give a foul.
0: Yeah, I don't um, even know how it we takes talk a, about this subject. Yeah. I know.
3: Well,
2: this. It, it's <laughs> well, do you
0: remember the? So just the levels of this. Do you remember the Paolo de Canio one back in the nineties? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, uh, he, Paul Dick. Not up Paul Deak. Someone
1: came with a P. Uh,
0: so he pushed him over, didn't he? Yeah. And then it was kind of like seen as like, you definitely cannot do that. He got banned yeah. for like eight games or something. But, like, watching him, watching the referee fall over, it was a yeah. li- there was something quite comical about it. It was a well, bit weird. It was bad.
1: Paul, Paul Alcock was the referee. It was because... It was bad, he, but, yeah. He went down easily, Alcock there, <laughs> Like <laughs> he you would get pushed in the so street that, that time.
0: Well, I didn't get pushed in the street. I got headbutted. <laughs> so that's, that's and what I it went, is. I
1: did go down easily.
0: That's what, that's what it was. That like It's always laughed about. It's, like, one of football's craziest moments. This won't be one of football's craziest moments. It you won't see this presented
1: on Sky 1. Disturbing. This is fucking weird. It is disturbing. I was once... When I was in school two lads were having a fight in the in the in the yard <laughs> and um somebody kicked someone in the back of the head similar to that not as hard as that but it was genuinely one of the most sickening things i've ever seen was so and literally it was one of those things where everyone was like "Ah, go ahead day two we have a fight and then he booted him in the back of the head and everyone went no
0: you can't do that mm. unwritten rules it's, you can't." It's, do it.
1: it's gone too far now and, um, and that it reminded me of that like it's oh it just it jolts because you know how painful that must have been and how dangerous it is to do it
0: one of my uh, early takes on this (laughs) very very alternate is it a hot take no Um, because you know it's it's, it's two Brazilian teams isn't it yeah Um, and I thought of people bet on games like that so people around the world of. Are probably coerced into betting on these leagues. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, we cover bet three six five. We cover all the way around the world. You can so watch, you can bet at three in the morning. You can watch it. You can bet at three in the morning. Yeah. Bet on a game that you know nothing about. These are the games where things like this happen. Are you going to tell us you had the ten no, no, off No, I'm, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm not. No, of course I'm not. But these are the Fiber. games. These, this is the trouble that I, I find with it. Just to, but it's like, you know nothing about these people or these these teams involved. Yet you're just like, oh yeah, people are going to bet on this. It's just so weird. It's like like a sec- and when you see stuff like that, like, you know, yeah. like, oh, wh- Why did he get sent off? Because he t- tried to kill someone. Decapitated tap- the referee. You know like, that shouldn't happen in football. I mean, that, I mean, we should.
1: Kicked. We should say the referee is <clears throat> is conscious again. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and 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 I think, as far as I can see, that there isn't going to be any long term damage yeah. to his health, which is which is a positive.
2: What what was eye opening to me is they quickly waved people to come on to help him, which yeah. was great. People started steaming onto the pitch like physios and stuff moments later you see about four or five armed police officers in like full riot gear walk onto the pitch and you go, They were there though. They were already at the match. I know. Because this type of shit happens all the time. But this is what this is
0: what I mean. So you're putting your your, your ten pound on a, on a game like this and you're going this is a
2: joke of a it's football. It's songs, mate.
1: Five are on Everyone, riot police you, no, anytime.
2: You, you, you watch the match and you're, oh my god, this is so dangerous, and then you just hear pure. What are we
1: moaning about?
0: What's going on?
1: sorry about kicking the ear. Let's all go down to the Copacabana beach. Was it the? I mean,
0: I mean, it's right, it's right for this stuff. Was it the Baca Junior's um the other year oh with yeah, the big Argentina, they yeah throw in Argentina but they're throwing
1: tear right. gas and stuff oh I my mean, god I think one thing to, to note on that right is uh, you, you know you're talking about the the, uh, the sort of the kind of contrast between the sort of sexiness of South America yeah, yeah. And, and the sort of glamour of it with that type of football and stuff I'm going to read you one of the names of the teams that kind of demonstrates that, that perfectly Sao Paulo de Rio Grande oh wow <sighs> hosts Granado Di Vinatio Eris, beautiful names <laughs> yeah they are, These are be- it's not Ramsbottom United it's is not. it?
0: beautiful names they've got absolute bastards playing for them absolutely. in the middle of the park yeah. like, absolutely we, that, I mean, when we
2: were we um, trying to play Crowley on Saturday and I remember I don't know who it was just went why is the five police officers in their way? And there's, like, 20 of them. And, like, <laughs> in Brazil, there's just pure, like, tanks coming on the pitch because, like, you can't be trusted. Because there was a dodgy <laughs> offside giving <laughs> us something. We've had to go in the battalion. <laughs> oh. But even when you watch the crowds and there's, like, a thousand flares going off, you think, how can anyone breathe in that? Or we'll see anything. have got any pure massive flammable flags by them and you're, like, just a disaster. Have they got their uh, fire safety
1: certificates? <laughs> <laughs> um, chaps, I think that's probably... Uh, Probably next about. week. Let's all bring more we'll br- right, positive yeah, stories. Yeah, yeah. Br- we'll bring some. I mean, the thing is, we oh,
0: do. Hopefully, football will change by next week. Football
1: yeah, will do some nice things by next yeah. week. We can all discuss Salah going to Newcastle. Not Exactly. Pairing <laughs> with um,
0: Mbappe. Probably should have discussed his goal. Shouldn't I we? really want. It. That was pretty cool.
1: Oh, do you know what I was just just gonna say? His goal. Yeah, his goal oh was my. gorgeous. One. It. Oh, he was gorgeous. Mo Salah's goal against yeah, Man City. We,
2: but wait till Paul Dometh puts one right on the right <laughs> in the six room. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap up there. Thanks to to you for sticking with us to listen. I know we've had some heavy topics in there, but I think we like to talk about things that are important in the game. Let, you know, be the change you want to see in the world, Ooh. so to speak. Um, we did mention last week that our friend Barry Mack was uh, make- running a virtual marathon, yeah. virtual London marathon, did raising money for Team DDB. Um Successfully completed. We were all there, uh, and he, it was uh, he it was superb. He smashed
0: it, didn't he? Yeah, he, he was, was giving it the big one in the oh, you know, I might do it in five hours. you Yeah, know. yeah, four hours, sixteen, just comfortably c- inside. I had to cut you up
1: my breakfast oh, to go. He and meet wasn't him. even sweating
0: oh. when he crossed the line. I
1: know. I oh, just breezed, I was sweat more than he it. was.
0: Bit, it was a little bit dusty when he when he crossed the line. Oh, there was, yeah, a, yeah, few was a few dust particles in there. Yeah, air.
1: that was a bit of <clears> that's <throat> the air quality on the Willow though these days, yeah. do you know what I mean? You just can't do without it.
0: Disappointing really, isn't it? But no, he was he was fantastic. It was. And, and we raising had, money for an amazing cause yeah, as well. And we yeah. had we, we all helped out, did we? Handed him bottles of water, at very different various different places around we the world. We did. My uh, <laughs> my little lad, he goes, What's this gel? And I was like, Oh, it's for Barry's gonna he's gonna drink it. He goes, What's it doing? And I was like, Oh well, you know, it just makes him run more. And he goes, oh, it's his go faster gel. I'll get his go faster gel. <laughs> <just> like, okay. <laughs> That's absolutely superb.
1: <laughs> um, I should mention as well, chaps, it's World's Mental Health Day on Sunday. Um, Ryan, you mentioned at the top Tranmere playing this evening uh, in a home match against Colchester mm-hmm. Friday night under the lights for TRFC. Um, we have had some contact from uh, Hannah, who's one of the marketing people at Tranmere. We, we had a conversation with Trammy a little while ago about some ideas that we had that maybe the club could do some marketing around mental health and, and do it around talking at the match and that type of thing. And they, they've ran with that and gone ahead. So there's going to be some some mental health stuff that Trammy are doing over nice. the weekend to do with the match. So well worth keeping an eye for that. I know there's a lot of Trammy fans who listen. Um, but it's World Mental Health Day on Sunday. And you know, as is so often said on this podcast, and it always, always, always bears repeating, if you are feeling down or sad or depressed or anxious or vulnerable or scared or whatever negative emotion you're feeling, there'll always be someone willing to listen to you talk about it. So don't suffer in silence. And on this World Mental Health Day, I think that's the biggest thing. Reach out to your friends. Reach out to your mates. You can go out now. Go out and see people. Yeah. Go and have a walk with them. Go down the pub. Go and see the new James Bond film.
0: Oh, I saw that the other day. No spoilers. Oh,
1: it's good. Maybe I, I, I got asked about me Fuel 11. That was one thing that, I, that I'll enjoy from this week. People sending me Fuel 11. Yep. Stillian Petrolov, that type of thing. <laughs> um, I might do a James Bond 11. So I'll do one of them next week. You give it a go. I'll give it a go. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then on Monday, we're back on Monday with a, with a new, fresh interview with Paul Burroughs, fellow Trammy fan Paul Burroughs, who's had, I mean, he's lived enough lives for many people. Yeah, all on his own.
0: Can I read these out?
1: Yeah, of course you can.
0: So it goes A to F. Um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I get through A. Amazing. This. Born. Diagnosed with Crohn's disease in 2001, age 26. So his first major bowel surgery. Second major bowel surgery in 2005. A colostomy bag became disabled. Um, we lost our daughter, at age 14 months, to meningitis in in 2006. Uh, two daughters born since. Now Amy now 14 and Molly 12 third major bowel surgery in 2016 had a stroke in 2019 and now living with brain damage this guy it's just oh, and he's amazing.
1: he's he, so I, it, I did the interview with him it was about an hour long yeah. fit a lot into that hour and it's like a really interesting look at all the things he's gone through and how he's kind of reconcile those things emotionally and what he's laying from and stuff. It, 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 it was a really fascinating listen, so I do highly recommend yeah. people tune in for that on say, Monday.
2: And say, off the back of that as well, um, Paul reached out to us because he was listening to the show which kind of meant a lot for us because he he's somebody who we would he's the type of person we want to be speaking to to yeah. share the story and um, he had a story to tell but equally he was a listener of the show and I think that's nice and if you know anyone or you are somebody who wants to speak to us don't be afraid to slide in the DMs as we say and, and go from there.
1: Absolutely, yeah, and if you do want to slide in those DMs, our Twitter is at marking underscore man, and make sure you use that hashtag in any tweets that you want to tag us in, it's where's the talking lads and as Ryan mentioned, Paul email us and our Paul is in the bio on our Twitter, but it's manmarkingpodcast at gmail dot com. So we'll be back on Monday to speak to Paul Burroughs. Chaps, thank you very much for your thoughts this evening and uh, yeah, we'll be back on Monday Thank you, Good night. <laughs> <laughs>
3: You can run, you can hide, you can run, you can hide, you can run.